Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott, alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean. Hello. We're now officially curlers for the season. Played our first game last night. Yeah, how'd that go for you, Scott? I thought it was fun. I thought uh, the dynamic was good, and I only forgot about the five rock (laughs) rule once. So overall, pretty good. Yeah, it was very strange that uh, we had our little team meeting. I have a new player that we're playing with this year. So before the game, we got together a little early and we said, yeah, we'll just let you call the game, do your thing, whatever. And then on my first shot of the season, I yelled down to change the call (laughs) of that. But that was because it would have been a rule violation. Not because we were questioning. Well, I guess we were questioning the decision. Uh, But (laughs) why are you making this call? All right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's been a while since I skipped, eh? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was fun though. I, I enjoyed playing uh, with our new team, and I think we made some really good shots. And the other team just made a few more. Made more. Yeah, and I, I think I was saying to you, every miss that they had ended up in a good spot. Like, yeah. So it wasn't really a miss. It wasn't yeah. what they were trying to do every time, but it ended up being even better. Yeah, and you know we were at a, perhaps a slight disadvantage. Those guys had played the week before. We had the bye, and I yeah, know yeah. A, a couple of them play on Thursday nights too. So for a few of them, it was their at least third time on the ice, and uh, for us, first time. So you know you don't want to make excuses, but that's my excuse uh, for why. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, and, we and lost like, the game. That was just fun, and and being back at the club and hanging out after was was good. So I would give it a. Four stars that experience last night. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a very good time, and uh, hopefully for anyone out there who has started back on the season, uh, that you're playing well, that you're having a good time out there, and uh, certainly I felt good today, uh, better than maybe I thought I would uh, after the mm-hmm. first time back out, first time playing front end in a while as well. Last season was a lot of back end for me, so really enjoyed the sweeping. Scott, how do you feel today? Yeah, I feel good too. I, I don't feel um really anything uh, sore good. at all so uh, stretching has been working and uh yeah ready for more it's good did you get some lozenges for the the most <laughs> difficult part of being a skip yeah yeah actually i just finished one uh <laughs> my voice has been like uh, scratchy all day and i went i went to a meeting this morning and i had to be like i went curling last night that's why my voice is a bit scratchy i'm not sick or anything but uh yeah yeah Ooh, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we're back on the ice. Uh, this was a very busy weekend out on tour as well. A lot of events going on around not only the country but around the world as well. A couple of the bigger results: uh, Corinne Brown won the Prestige Hotels and Resorts event in Vernon, BC. Over on the men's side, it was Team. Yana Gasawa, one of the Japanese teams, beat uh, Team Harada, another Japanese team, in an all-Japanese final on the men's side of the prestige event there in Vernon. Uh, Stu Sell's side of things, a big event in Toronto. Nick Adin wins the final there on the women's side. It was Sylvana Tiranzoni 
getting the win. So a couple international teams getting the Canadian part of their schedule off to a very strong start as they head to North Bay for the slam this week. And closer to home for us, the Hardline Open. This is the first of the CBC's, or I don't know if the CBC is sponsoring it or they're airing it, the mixed double series that they have going on. It was Jennifer Dodds and Bruce Mowat beating Laura Walker and Kirk Myers in the final in an extra end there. So uh, those two will head to, or at least Bruce Mowat will play, uh, head to North Bay. And there you have it. Uh, there was other events going on as well, but those I think are probably some of the biggest ones. Scott, did anything stand out for you over the weekend on some of the results out on tour? Uh, the results I was seeing, it was sort of the cream rising to the top. Uh, Sean, so it seems like a bit early for that, but I guess these teams are good for a reason. Uh, <laughs> that that mixed doubles event was out at the Carlton Place, yes, uh, curling club. Sean, somewhere I know you've played before. I have. Uh, so what what do you think of that club as a venue for uh, this kind of event? I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's certainly big enough for that size of event. Uh, warm room's pretty nice there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think a uh, good choice. Right on. Right on. So, yeah, we'll see uh, how many more of these uh, cool doubles events uh, we're going to get the chance to see this yeah, year. Well, well, a whole bunch of them because that whole series is going on. So uh, a few of those through the course of the fall. Uh, also, I don't want to give short shrift either. Felix Aslan won an event in Valleyfield, Quebec beating Jean-Michel Menard there in the final. So uh, congratulations to them. So there you go. That's your performance a week ago, Sean. Yeah, it really could have helped our bracket. really really needed it. Uh, Yeah, Uh, a week late for us uh, there, Felix. Uh, Let's get it together here uh, next time we pick you. So that is all in preparation, or for some teams, at least in preparation, for the return of the Grand Slam of Curling, which, as we record this, is in the midst of draw number three over in North Bay, Ontario. That is about a four-hour drive for anyone here in the nation's capital. Similarly, about a four-hour drive from Toronto as well. Straight up the 400 to Highway 11 and bingo, bango, bongo. You are in beautiful North Bay, home of the Nipissing Lakers. And uh, Scott, uh, this is a wonderful venue, World Championship back in 2018. They did have a Grand Slam previously. The city turns out for curling events at the Memorial Gardens, which is a great place to, I don't know if it's a great place to watch. I've had the opportunity to play and officiate hockey in that building. And I I really do like it as a venue. And uh, I think Mm -hmm. uh, North Bay, I imagine, will do a pretty good job hosting this week as well is there anything going into this event scott that you want to keep an eye on we talked a little about this before we got on but i I think it bears mentioning that the the grand slam of curling website is horrible and they they've moved to curling.io for their scores and scoreboard and all that stuff uh which is great because it's standardized and it's pretty easy to navigate Mm -hmm. but but sean i looked for like half an hour to try and find the pools for this event and they're not posted anywhere no and it's it's a three game round robin maybe there are no pools who who even knows is the person that you're the, the team that you're playing against is it sort of by a random draw you show up at the club and like stack rooms and see who's playing who uh no idea 
Uh, I read through the previews for this event. It says nothing about how it's being scheduled. There's a format page on their, uh, on their website that also says nothing just says like who got invited to come. Yeah. So I'm calling out the grand slam of curling here. Do better, do better to serve your fans because if, if we don't know who's playing, then like who's playing who, then what are we tuning in for? Like it's just, it's just such a crapshoot. So, sorry, I was going to say Palmetto. We, we tweeted it out. Palmetto tweeted back at us just saying, Hey, just go to all the team's pages. They've tweeted their schedules and then you could put all together who's in the pools. But as you say, if it's four pools of four, that means three games of round Robin play, but each team is scheduled to play four games. So yeah, we don't know how those matchups were created. Was it based on the points and say one against 16 or something like that? Like just, there's just absolutely no information there about how this is all put together. And uh, yes, I agree that uh, the website could use a bit of a touch up on, <laughs> on this. Uh, it's really not very good. Yeah. So it's, it's making it hard for us as fans to, I understand the rhyme and reason to to the games so yeah okay we could go and look at every draw on curling zone and see who's playing who but the pools that curling zone has listed don't seem to be correct because the teams that played each other already are not in the same pools so but again that could be the extra game that has to be a cross pool to get to a fourth game but again we can't we don't know that for sure Maybe. Yeah. But right. then what's the point? What's what's the yeah. point of anyway? Yeah. And if you look at the standings page, as it is currently put together on the Grand Slam website, it just lists the teams from one to 16 men's and women's. So it's yeah. not standing by the pools because that would be a clue too. like, all right, well, if there's pools and it's going to be based on that, then the standings would be in pools. But no, they just have it one through 16. So I yeah, no So I, it does say it's the top eight by record, but then okay but then it's not pool play then like like, what are we doing it's just it's just 16 teams you're playing random opponents and the best records get in which okay fine but just don't call it pool play yeah anyway Anyway. you know it'd be great scott is if somebody bought the grand slam who had a lot of experience in designing websites and creating content uh, some sort of a communications division potentially that could address some of these issues. That'd be nice. Yeah, somebody in media, you know, that might yeah. be, uh, that might be ideal. Yeah, it'd be useful. Anyway. So, <laughs> so what we're going to do, we'll go through the fields here, both the men's and the women's, and there are odds out there, betting odds. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to give what we think each team's percentage chances of coming out on top. And we will see if for the men's and the women's, our cumulative total is anywhere close to 100%. This will be a fun little exercise in math on the fly for us. So let's start with the women's field. They have already played a bunch of games. They were on the ice this morning. Fun little fact here, Scott, about the National as currently constructed. I'm not counting the old version of it when it was played twice a year and only the men could participate in sort of the current format uh, as we know it only jennifer jones has won the national and gone on to win the world championship in the same season either men or women so there you go kind of a 
fifth stat that I don't think actually matters, but I came across it and I thought that was fun. Is that uh, in 28, 17, 18? Yeah. So Jennifer Jones won the national in 2017 and went on to win the world championship that season. Hmm. Nice. Uh, bitch thought I wasn't going to get that, but uh, big brain here. Yeah. Well, that's the only time Jennifer Jones has won a world championship in the time that uh, women were allowed to compete in this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Started hey, in 2015, that. the current format. Okay. So there you go. All right. So uh, let's get into the teams here on the women's side. All right. Let's start with some of the teams that have already played. We'll kick it off with Team Carrie Anderson. They had a, a very positive morning against Team Kim. Uh, they stole six en route to a, I believe, 10 to 1 victory on Tuesday morning at this event. Uh, Scott, we saw them at the points bet. Uh, not quite in midseason form for them, but playing extremely well. What kind of a chance do you give them this week? Sean, this team I'm going to give a 15% chance to win the, the, the event. Okay. Based on just them being really good? Based on them being really good, based on them already having a win under their belts. Yeah. Uh, that much closer to putting another trophy on their, uh, yeah. you know, shelves. So. There you go. Uh, and let me correct myself. I think I said Team Kim. They beat us Team Kim. Excuse me. Um, yes. uh, Kim and Jun, uh, of course, the past silver medalist at the 2018 Olympics. Uh, so, yeah, I like 15. I might go a little lower uh, to maybe 12.5% uh, for them. But I think that might be the highest percentage I give uh, of any of the teams here. Yeah, that's uh, going to be right up at the top. I did the math real quick, and that if we just give everybody a one in sixteen chance, that's six point two five percent. So, okay, uh, we're at least doubling the the percent chance from <laughs> just one in sixteen for the, for Team Anderson. So that's pretty yeah, high. That's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, other elsewhere getting a win this morning, it's Team Fujisawa. They got off to a very good start for them, beating Rachel Homan nine to three this morning. Scott, uh, we always love watching this team. Uh, always a lot of fun, uh, good energy out there. Uh, how do you like their chances this week? Well, like get it, like you say, getting a one in under their belts already is pretty good. I won't comment on what pool they're in because uh, <laughs> they play. So, looking at their schedule, I can tell they play Rana, McCarville, and Anderson. Yeah. Uh, in addition to their game against Holman this morning. So, uh, you know, getting that win against Holman is, is going a pretty long way to get putting you into that three and one position, uh, at the very least two and two, which will get you mm -hmm. something at the end of the week. So, uh, I like their chances here. I'm going to give them an 8% chance of winning. Okay. Uh, that's a little high for me. I, I was going to go 6%, just sort of on that average. Uh, they, because of that schedule, uh, I think it could be tough for them. And if they are in a tie break, potentially it could be uh, a little hairy there. But I do like that team as a you know really average, just slightly above average team in this field. So a team that is, I think, a little more than above average. Sylvana Tiranzoni, they got off to a good start, beating Chelsea Carey 9-2. to two. Of course, this team is a little different with Briar Hurlman uh, throwing the lead stones Carol Howold 
throwing the second stones, but it is the back end of Savannah Terranzoni and Elena Pats still hanging strong uh, after the incredible quad that they had over the last four years. Scott, I like this team. I'm going to put them in the same, actually. I'm maybe slightly below. I'm going to go 12% for them, so just slightly below Carrie Anderson. I'm going to give them also 15%. So I'm giving out a lot of my percent very early. Yeah, here. you really are. Yeah. What if you go over? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? The math, oh, this whole thing the math will be people ruined. are going to come for me. The whole thing oh, will be geez. ruined. How yeah. do we do it? All right, let's uh, move on to Jennifer Jones. They beat Team McCarvel this morning, 7-4. to four. Of course, they've already won a couple of events, one out there on tour. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. And then the points bet, uh, they came away victorious from that. So they continue their hot play early in the season. Scott, do you think it continues for the rest of the week? I do, Sean. I give this team a 10% chance of winning. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Not a 15, 10%. All right. I like that. I'm going to go with 9% uh, for them because, yes, they are playing very, very well and uh, continue to uh, run with that momentum here early in the season. Good. I'm writing these down, by the way. Okay. (laughs) All right. The last team that, as we record this, has a win under their belt is Isabella Rana, the Swedish team. They beat Holly Duncan this morning 9-4. to four. It's been a fun couple of years for Isabella Rana. Uh, some big wins along the way, uh, some tough events as well. And uh, it'll be fun to see, I think, over this next quad, how this team continues to progress in their growth. And let's see if it starts this week. But I'm going to give them a slightly below average chance at 4% to win. 4%... Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm not going to give them that high of a percent chance to win, Sean. I'm going to give them a 2% chance to win. All right. Uh, now the other team from Sweden in this field, Anna Hasselberg, her team uh, unchanged with Sarah McManus, uh, Agnes Nockenhauer, and Sophia Mabergs, the foursome there. Has not played uh, their schedule. Uh, as Actually, as we record this, they are losing to Team Peterson. They are going to play Chelsea Carey, Caitlin Laws, and Kim and Jung for their four games. Scott, uh, one of the best teams in the world. How do they stack up with your 15% teams? Uh, they're going to be a little behind the 15% teams just because, uh, as you mentioned, it is their first event of the year. Uh, so I'm going to give them a 10% chance of winning. All right. Uh, that's like actually, Jones. yeah. That's where I was thinking, too, uh, 10%. I, I like him a little more, just a, a scooch more than Team Jones. So I'll give him a 10% chance there. Very good. All right, next up in the teams that are playing as we record this, it's Caitlin Laws and her team with Selena Negevin, Jocelyn Peterman, and Kristen McCush. This is actually, we learned this week, Scott, in fact, a six-person team at the moment, as Caitlin Laws, we all knew, was pregnant. Uh, but Selena Negevin announced that she is also expecting with uh, husband Connor. Wow. So congratulations to them. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, extra hands on board here uh, for a little while for this team uh, as they go through the fall part. 
of the schedule. Uh, they've had a pretty good start. They did win an event, uh, did pretty well over at points bet. How do you think they're going to fare this week? Uh, the, the, they're in a good spot, uh, this team, Sean. I'm going to give them a 6% chance of winning. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher than that. I'm going to go 8% for them. I think they're certainly an above average team. No Perfect. question about it. All right. So let's move on to uh, Team Gim. This is Unji Kim. Excuse me. It's Gim Unji and her team out of Korea. The Korean curling scene is incredibly strong here, Scott. Uh, and curiously, on their schedule, they only have three games listed at the moment. Uh, they are currently, as we record, playing Daniela Yench uh, with a 6 to 2 lead, also playing Team Kaiser and then Tiranzoni, and we'll see what that fourth game is. But at the moment, it's not listed because, as we said, a uh, website's going to website. Uh, but Scott, Team Gim, what do you think of their chances this week? Uh, I'm going to give them a 4% chance of winning, Sean. Okay, I'm going to go a little lower, uh, maybe 3% there, because I think a lot of things will have to go right for them to win. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, the next up, Daniela Jensch, the German team. They are, as I said, playing Team Gim at the moment, uh, losing by four. See if they can get a comeback here. Excuse me, that game has gone final. Breaking news. It's gone final. Uh, six to two win for Team Gim. They're also going to play Laws, Carey, and Peterson over the course of their week. Strong showing last year at the World Championships. We've seen them have some pretty good events. Uh, I think, Scott, this team has gotten stronger over the past couple of years and posting increasingly impressive results. I'm not sure if they can continue that this week, this early in the season. So I'm just going to go with a two and a half percent chance for them this week. 2.5, Sean. Uh, I'm pretty confident they're not going to do it. So I'll give them a 1% chance of winning. All right, next up is going to be Tabitha Peterson, the Americans, here with Corey Christensen, Rebecca Hamilton, and Tara Peterson. Scott, Tabitha Peterson and this team went on a run last year. Can they do it again? I think they, they've got it in them. They're, they're a pretty strong team. Um, I'm going to give them a 5% chance, Sean, Team Peterson. Okay, I'm going to go slightly lower than that. I'm going to go with 3% chance. Uh, we haven't had an American women's team win one of these yet. I'm not sure if this is the week for that. They are beating Anna Hasselberg as we speak, 4-2. to two, Did so. uh, Jamie, Jamie Sinclair won? Uh, Did she uh, win Grand one? Slam. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, the last one of the year in 2018, I think. She won the Champions Cup? Or is the Champions the, Cup? The, no, maybe the one in Toronto. Okay, the play. No, no, that's no. not the players. Nobody it's... knows. <laughs> See, they're all the same. They're uh, all the same. Okay, like yeah, good for them. Uh, so my apologies to Jamie Sinclair, uh, who is now playing back in Canada. So maybe, maybe that's it. No, it's Amer playing on an American team as of right now. Okay, how's that? I'm gonna take. I'm going to take a look at this, Sean, and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. It, that, that's the level of statistical thing that it's like no team has ever won the Scotties while giving up a steal in the third end of their fourth game when that's been played in the morning. So, you know. 
that's a, a yes. tough sign. It was the uh, 2018 Players Championship. Okay, my apologies believe, to Jamie. Believe Sinclair. I had that. Yes, well done, Scott. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't change the fact that I don't, I'm not going to pick Team Peterson to win. That's fair. So, Sean, since these games are changing, the uh, order has gotten a bit out of whack for me. So we just yeah. did Team Peterson, right? Yes. Okay. Good enough. Who's next? Next on the list is Binia Felcher, her team. Selena Witschonk throwing the fourth stones. Rafaela Kaiser and Marina Lurcher filling out the foursome for this team. Uh, the score has changed since we talked about team laws. Uh, these two teams are now tied at five as they continue play here on Tuesday afternoon. I don't know, Scott, Binia Felcher. I mean, Swiss teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't. that's it. You can't say 0%. Uh, so I'll give them a 1% chance of winning, Sean. 1%. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 5% because... Five? Swiss teams. Uh, you know, wow. Swiss, Swiss teams just win games. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. Rachel Homan, we mentioned they lost to Fujisawa 9-3. to three. Earlier this morning, they did not quite have their A game at the points bet earlier this year. Scott, do you think they can find it after a tough loss this morning and make their way not only into the playoffs, but into the winner circle on Sunday? Yeah, Sean, they're a good enough team to do it. Uh, so I'm going to give them an 8% chance of winning. Slightly better than than a random chance. Okay. I... Uh, don't know after that loss. It's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, of course, their schedule, you could argue, might be a little softer than some other teams. That uh, Jennifer Jones game in draw number 12 should be a TV game, assuming that uh, Sportsnet gets all their cameras there and uh, starts to broadcast this. Uh, but you think that would be the TV focus there. Uh, that's a primetime draw, so that should be a lot of fun to see those two teams always is when they play each other. And I'm going to go with the Six and a half percent, sort of right on the line there. Sean, you're giving me a lot of tough math with all your half percents. I know, it's fun for me. Great. <laughs> good thing I am good at numbers. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go with Team Kim. Uh, this is, of course, Kim Unjun. They lost to Carrie Anderson, as mentioned, 10 nil this morning. It's got this team... Uh, on their schedule, uh, they have them listed to play five games. Uh, so obviously one of these games is for Team Gim and not Team Kim. It was just inputted incorrectly into the system. Uh, so not entirely sure which of McCarville, Rana, Hasselberg, and Holman they won't play. I know we could figure it out. Uh, but Scott, this team is a team that can get really hot, really fast, and go on a, an incredible run. Do you think they do that this week? I think it's possible, Sean. So I'm going to give them a 5% chance. Uh, having lost that one game already is a bit of a knock, but uh, 5% for Team Kim. Yeah, I was going to go in that 6% on that line, but that loss this morning hurts a little bit. So I'm going to go with 4% chance. 4%, okay. And next up is Chelsea Carey. Uh, looks like Jamie Sinclair is, in fact, playing this week, uh, if you believe the Grand Slam website, uh, playing the third position. Liz Fife, Jolene Campbell round out this squad. Chelsea Carey, 
if this was a Scotty's, I'd be more inclined uh, to to be optimistic about her chances, given that uh, she really does seem to focus her schedule and uh, all of her efforts on being at top form once we get into January and February. So because of that, I'm going to go low here and say 2%. 2% for Team Carry? Yeah. Okay, that is that is pretty low, Sean. I'm uh, thinking about 4% for, for Team Carry. Uh, I think they've got the uh, squad to be able to do it. And uh, the, the loss hurts them, but mm-hmm. uh, they still could pull something out. Yeah, absolutely. They could. Uh, no, no question. Their game tomorrow night, Wednesday night, against Anna Hasselberg uh, should be a good one there. Uh, no question about that. Yeah, so we have two teams left. Is that right? We have two teams left, yeah. Uh, so let's go on to Holly Duncan. Uh, lost to Isabella Rana earlier. And again, uh, maybe this is a bit of a surprise on the lineup front. Uh, Megan Balsden is not listed as playing. Instead, the one, the only, the great Sherry Madaw is listed as throwing the third stones this week for Holly Duncan. Uh, Rochelle Strybosch and Tess Bobby rounding out the team. Uh, we like Holly Duncan. Had fun runs uh, at certain events. Has represented Ontario at the Scotties before. But if this is correct and there is a lineup change, Scott, do you think that's going to affect things for this team? Well, no, not really. Uh, I'm going to give them a 1% chance, Sean. 1%. Uh, the loss hurts them. They did have a really good fall last year. Uh, so they they might be a team that's quite good at the beginning of the year. Uh, Sherry Madaw is a great player, no question about it. But uh, it's going to be an uphill journey for them this week at the Boost National. Yeah, I, I agree. But I'm going to go 3% uh, for them on their chances. Uh, just because I think it'd be super fun if Sherry Madaw went on a Wayne Madaw type run, even though she's throwing the third stone. Yeah, it would be pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. All right, rounding out the women's field. It is Krista McCarville lost to Jennifer Jones earlier this morning. Has Kim Fujisawa and Duncan left on her schedule. A fan favorite, no doubt, uh, the team from Thunder Bay. I'm going to give them a 10% chance because I think this will be the team that the crowd in North Bay really gets behind because for as much as if you look at a map, North Bay is not really northern Ontario. Uh, the people there identify as Northern Ontarians. It is part of the Northern Ontario Association. And I think they will throw all of their support around behind a Krista McCarville run. So I'm going to give them a pretty good chance here. That's, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good chance. I'm giving them 5%, uh, just knocking them for that earlier loss. So uh, 5% chance for me. Sean, can I verify with you... The first one, was it a 12.5% chance you gave? It was, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, very good, very good. So that's it. Do you want to hear where we ended up? Yeah, let's see what our totals are. Are we anywhere close to 100? So I was exactly 100 because I was keeping track. So okay, so you cheated. Uh, and, and Sean, you ended up at 99.5%. Oh, no. Did I really? That's Just pretty good. Stop. That's pretty good. Oh, all in my head. head. Yeah. Not on my head. Nice. Nicely done. Yeah. 
All right, let's see if uh, see if we can recreate that. On the men's side, there are some results in for the men. So let's start with the team that has won already today as we record this. That is Brad Gushu, his team beating Glenn Howard 7-6 to six in their opener. They have Cooey Botcher and Flash. Welcome to North Bay, Brad Gushu. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that is a tough schedule for them. Does that, Scott, maybe impact the chances you give them to win this event? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really tough road to hoe for, for team Gushu. That said, they're still really good. I'll give them 12% chance of winning. Okay. That's a little high for me. I'm going to go low ish. I'm going to say seven and a half percent again, cause they haven't played a lot. And, and even though they're all veterans and, and know what they're doing, it just takes a while to get into proper form, get in shape, get the communication down. EJ is a new player. So certainly a better than average chance of winning, but I'm not going to go too high with them quite yet. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Who's next? Next up, a team that beat Mike McEwen earlier today, 5-4. That's Brendan Botcher. And of course, the new lineup with Mark Kennedy, Brett Galant, and Ben Heberts. Scott, I know what I just said about Brad Gushu. I'm going to change it a little bit here because this is a powerhouse team. I'm going to go 11% for Brendan Botcher. Uh, I'm going to give them uh, also 12% chance of winning this event. Okay. That's good enough. No good reason. Analysis. They're, yeah. they're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, the other favorite coming out of Alberta, that is Kevin Cooey. Of course, Tyler Tardy, Brad Thiessen, Carrick Martin round out the team. They won their first game against uh, Philip Hosley. Uh, their first game, a, Six to five win earlier this morning. Kevin Cooey, Scott, you can never count him out. So what chance do you give him? Well, uh, that was a pretty tough game they played this morning. Extra end, I think uh, it went to. That said, they're really, really good. I think that they deserve, Sean, a 12% chance to win. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Very nice. Uh, I'm going to go 11%. Same as Botcher. Same as Botcher. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're quite good. Quite good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Team Flash, the Saskatchewan team, they won their first game against Joel Ray-Turnaz, 7-4. Hilariously to me, I think. Uh, I, I hope this is a troll job by Colton Flash. The photo that he has used, uh, or the, the Grand Slam <laughs> website has used, is him holding the Briar Trophy with Kevin Cooey and... Um, <laughs> Uh, BJ Newfeld and uh, Ben Heber cut out of it. It's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, good job, by, good. good job by him. Uh, I, I fully support this decision. Uh, as the second, he's right on the trophy. Like he's the one holding it. This is yeah. great. Uh, so uh, they've had a good start to the year. They had a really good run at the Briar last year. This is a team that uh, I'd be stunned if they're not the Saskatchewan representative at the Briar mm-hmm. this year. We've talked about that before. I like them. I like them as a playoff team. I like them to win at least a game in the playoffs. That being said, I'm going to go just slightly above average here on a 7.5%. 7.5 for you, Sean. Um, this this may be a hot take here. I'm going to need them to show me they can win something before I'm going to give them too good of a chance okay. to win. Um, this is a stacked field. Uh, we haven't even got to some of the heavy hitters uh, that yeah. haven't played yet. 
so I'm just going to give them a 4% chance of winning, Sean. All right. Well, another team that uh, has had a good start to their season. Of course, as we said, off the top, winning this weekend. Nicholas Adine coming off that Stu Sells Championship. They are here playing Bruce Mount in the first game. Uh, kind of makes you wish they were putting that one on TV. And then they're also going to play Carruthers, White, and mm-hmm. Bruner through their schedule. Scott, uh, how do you think they are going to fare a couple days after getting another trophy? Yeah, they just won one trophy. So why can't they win another? The answer is they can. And I'm giving them a 12% chance of winning. Okay. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, obviously a great team. I'm going to go just slightly below Cooey and Botcher. Give me 11% for them. Well, you had both Botcher and Cooey at 11%. Oh, excuse so. me. Right. I thought I still had them at 10%. Give me 10, or sorry, 12 and a half. 10%, excuse me. 10%. Okay. And of course, the you team he is playing first is, as I said, Bruce Mowett. Uh, they are here. I have no idea what's going on with Grant Hardy's headshot uh, on the team profile. Uh, he's the only one who has a headshot, by the way. Uh, this new team that we know nothing about and uh, clearly don't know what they look like. <laughs> and Grant Hardy, it, honestly, it looks like his high school a uh, student card or something that they've taken a photo of the card uh, and put it there uh, or, or some sort yeah, of it's, ID. It's his curling Canada ID badge for some, some kind of event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is brilliant. Uh, this website, Scott, I'm starting to come around on this website. I think it's actually fun. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. <laughs> the rest of their schedule is Schwaller, Dunstone and Dropkin. After that game tonight, uh, of course, as we said, Mount coming off a mixed doubles victory in Ottawa, then had to do that terrible, terrible drive between those two cities. It's not that it's far, it's that it's very boring. And Scott, do you think that will take enough out of them that they don't win this week? I'll tell you what, uh, it could, Sean, it could. I mean, he could have opted to fly to Toronto and then on to North Bay. Depends yeah. if he's trying to get those status qualifying miles or That's not. True. Yeah. Should be fine. Uh, Sean, this team is a great team. Uh, they were the best team in the world last year. I'm going to give them a 15% chance of winning this event. Okay. All right. Uh, that's pretty high. Yeah, they're they're just that good. You know, uh, I, I don't want to bet against them right now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give them, again, above average for sure, uh, but I don't think they're the favorites this week. So I'm going to go 9%. And that could just be a case of me not having seen them at all uh, this year. But uh, obviously, Mao, it's in good form. Yeah, he is. All right, so let's move on to Matt Dunstone and his team now playing out of Manitoba. They're going to play Ross White, Bruner, and Mao. Excuse me, Ross White, Bruner, Mao, and Carruthers for those four games. Uh, A very different schedule than what, say, Brad Gushu got uh, so again, we're talking about pool play versus the overall schedule and, and the standings and everything. Uh, kind of curious uh, how that will play a role in determining who gets into the playoffs. But all you can do is play who's in front of you. And Scott, this is one of the, the best teams in the country, uh, one of the best teams in the world when playing against other teams. So what kind of chance do you give them? Yeah, Sean, I'm I'm right there. They're on this level right there with Gushu and Botcher and Cooey and uh, Adin. Give me 12% for Team Dunstone. 
uh, all right i think we've we've gone through like the real thick of of the pack i think so as well i i agree uh i'm gonna go a little lower here i'm gonna go just sort of just on slightly above average seven uh, percent here for these guys uh obviously okay. very good very talented uh and i i want to see more of because uh, i haven't seen them uh, play yet a, a full game what the impact of all or the the back three players tucking is uh, on at least line calls and stuff and uh, whether sure. that makes things uh, even fractionally easier for matt on his stones I, I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch over the course of the season absolutely absolutely all right next up is reed carruthers probably the biggest competition for Matt Dunstone to come out of Manitoba this year. Of course, with Jason Gunlickson, Derek Samogalski, Connor Negevin. What do you think, Scott, uh, for this team? Uh, obviously, great run at the points bet. Can they do it again? Yeah, coming off that big week at the points bet, uh, you know, I, they're playing well. They're they're having fun. The Gunners fit in quite nicely at third. I'm not going to give them 12% chance uh, to win this because I'm running out of numbers, but uh, I'm going to give them an 8% chance to win. I think they're, they're doing pretty well. Okay. Uh, I I like them about average, you know, uh, in this field, I think they're in that range. So I'm going to go with 6% for them and uh, prove me wrong, fellas. Prove me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, uh, next up, Ross White and his Scottish team are here. And we've heard for a long time, uh, the professor of Peel loves this team as the next up-and-coming Scottish representative, uh, somebody who Mm -hmm. can really push the program forward. So he's obviously optimistic about them. Scott, are you particularly optimistic about them, at least this week? I am pretty... I am pretty optimistic about them this week, Sean. I think uh, I think they're really a solid team. Uh, but again, as with Flash, you know, at this level, you got to show me first. Uh, so I'm going to give them a four percent chance to win as well. They're going to go slightly below. I'm going to go three percent just because that schedule is a bit of a bear. Uh, they got Dunstone, Dropkin, Eden, and Schwaller. So a uh, tough go for them. Yeah on that schedule. So see if they can come through that. Uh, speaking of team Schwaller, they're next up on this list. Of course, a very new look team Schwaller. Benoit Schwartz mm-hmm. is throwing the fourth stone. Sven Michel and Pablo Lachey are rounding out the foursome that uh, certainly you would expect to be representing Switzerland at the Euros. I don't know if that's been announced yet and at the Worlds. As we move ahead into the spring, what do you think, Scott? For these guys, can uh, can they recreate or capture some of that Swiss women's magic? Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, obviously, a lot of talent there, but I'm going to give them a two percent chance this week. I, I like that as the number. It's uh, two percent. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think they could potentially have a, a tough go with Carruthers, Mowat off the top. Uh, that team game against Team White, as you mentioned, that's the last game for both teams. Uh, that could potentially be a, a get into the playoffs game. Winner yeah, and loser. Exactly. Yeah. That could be a tough one. All right. So let's move on to Michelle Bruner and his team, along with Romano Meyer, Anthony Patude, and Marcel Koffler. 
They are here. Scott, this might be the team that the majority of fans are the least familiar with, would be my guess. Uh, so what do you think of their chances? And uh, hey, I'll tell you, though, if they go on a run as the underdogs, North Bay will certainly get behind them as well. Yeah, for sure. That would be pretty cool for them to do well at this event. I believe this is their first first Grand Slam for, for Team Bruner. I believe uh, it is, me, yes. I, I think yeah, that's correct right. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah. I said Michelle. So I apologize. It's Michael uh, Bruner. My apologies. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give them 1% chance, Sean. Okay, yeah, I agree. Wow, 1% chance uh, for uh, them. But again... When you're looking at Swiss curlers, you never know what can happen. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Right. Uh, so certainly be uh, interesting uh, to see what uh, what comes for Michael Bruner. Uh, of course, used to play uh, the third position for Yannick Schwaller. So he's been in these events, but not in this position before. Yeah, yeah. So right. it'll be first go for that. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on to the American champions. Corey Dropkin and his team, they are going to be playing Mr. Bruner in the first matchup. And they are here with Andrew Stepera, Mark Fenner, and Thomas Howell. So a lineup change from what we saw at the World Championship last year, where the Young Bucks are more in line uh, age-wise for all four members of the team uh, to fit in <laughs> to that name. Scott, what do you like here for Corey Dropkin and the team? Ah, uh, I'm I'm sort of optimistic. I, I like their their chances here, but I'm going to give them a three percent chance to win. Okay, uh, again, that game against uh, Bruner, that first one, will be really interesting. Uh, that's the first mm-hmm. game for these two teams, and whoever can get off that one, you kind of like them into the playoffs based on both of their schedules. Uh, Corey has. Team White, Carruthers, and Mowat. After that, uh, you'd think he could scratch out a second one if he gets uh, Bruner and uh, then be in a, a position to make the playoffs. So uh, we'll see what happens yeah. with them. Uh, but again, in this field, you wouldn't think of them certainly as favorites. So I'm going to go 2% for them. 2% for them. Good. All right. Now we're into some teams who have already lost a game. Let's start with the Italian champion, Joel Ray Turnes. Scott, did you know he once beat Russ Howard? Little known fact. Huh. I hadn't yeah. heard that in a while. And I was yeah. I just went, Oh? Yeah. Yes, yes. He he did beat Russ Howard in that famous two thousand six Olympics. Uh the loss here hurts them, Sean, the early loss. I'm gonna give them a one percent chance to win this event. I completely agree uh with that first loss really being a, a tough one for them against Flash earlier today. They have Botrakui and Howard. Uh, left on their schedule. So I think it's going to be tough for them to get to two and therefore don't really give them a chance. So your percentage is zero? No one. Okay. They have they, they have a chance. They're there. I have a 0% chance of winning. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, who's next? Let's go to Team Hosley. Uh, that's Marco Hosley. Uh, excuse me, uh, Philip Hosley. Uh, throwing the fourth stones there. Uh, Marco Hefty, Andreas Gerlach, and Justin Hosher round out this team. They have already lost to Kevin Cooey, as you said. Tight matchup there earlier today. They got Howard, Flash, and Botcher. 
I don't like that schedule for them, so I'm going to go 1% for them as well. Sean, I don't like their chances either based on that schedule, and I'm going to give them a 0% chance of winning. Okay. I'm I'm saying it here, calling my shot. All right. Uh, well, then let's move on to Glenn Howard. Already lost to Brad Gushu earlier today. They get Hosley, McEwen, and Return As as their other games. It's not a bad schedule for Glenn in terms of trying to get into the playoffs. I, I kind of like the playoff chances here. I don't think I like the championship odds, so I'm going to give them 1.5% chance to win. 1.5, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 1% for Team Howard. You're right, that schedule is pretty soft, and uh, they do have a lot of talent. And rounding out the field, again, has already lost uh, Mike McEwen, losing to Brendan Botcher 5-4 to four. earlier today with Flash, Howard, and Cooey left on the schedule. Can they get into a playoff position? Going to be tough with a loss already on the books. And because of that, I'm going to go 2.5% for Mike McEwen. If I was looking at this before that loss, I might have gone higher. But uh, whew, that's going to be tough. Yeah, it's tough to come back from that loss. Uh, so I'm going to go 1% as well for right. them. And uh, there you go. So that rounds out the field of 16 on the men's side. Scott, obviously you got to 100% because you were cheating. Was I close? I'm, I'm just tallying it, it up right now, Sean. Okay. I hope I'm close. Like, again, I, I'm trying to keep track in my head, but then I forgot after like the fourth one and i i figured just if i give enough above average ones and enough below average ones hopefully it worked out but I, if i had to guess i'm over on this one uh but maybe not by much but let's see where where no, are we at? Uh, you're you're under sean uh, 83 is the okay percentage so wow anyone right. anyone in particular you'd want to give that extra 17 percent chance to the top four give each of the top four like an extra four and a half percent, I guess. Four and a quarter percent. Like a quarter percent yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is what I would do uh, for that. So, uh, so there you go. Those are the odds as we see them. Of course, you can bet if you want to, and there are actual odds that you can use to bet on who will win. The event will be shown at some point on Sportsnet, uh, and based on the fact that the Blue Jays are in the playoffs and there is pretend hockey going on uh, for the weekend, it might be probably sportsnet 360 at some point uh maybe mm-hmm. even a potentially a draw on friday whenever the blue jays are playing and maybe saturday as well that is online only potentially uh just depending on what uh, what sportsnet decides to do uh to bounce around between all of the properties they have but that's where it will be if you're heading to north bay as the great denny Lamara is safe travels. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, North Bay is a wonderful, wonderful place to visit when it's not January or February, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, but I do. Sean, you're all uh, right. Uh, it, it is Friday night's game will be online only. Okay. Uh, so there you go with the, yeah. So it's not just the Blue Jays, right? They're all the baseball playoffs uh, as they kick yeah. off. Uh, this uh, this weekend. So uh, enjoy it, everybody uh, in North Bay. Uh, if you are there, 
and uh, you want to go to uh, True, is it True North or North something? There's a, a brewery uh, that was relatively new when I was last there, uh, just along the highway. And then there's another one close to the Nipissing Canador campus uh, that I've had beers from. It wasn't there the last time I was there, but I've had beers from it. Uh, a couple new breweries in North Bay, so uh, check it out. Uh, and the Granite Club, I assume, will be present uh, somewhere in the Memorial Gardens. So go say hello. Uh, just to, you know, I spent three years there. I'm a fan. Don't want to go back, but I'm a fan. So uh, there you go. All right, Sean. Uh... I have an answer of, as to how this works. Okay, we got a response. Great. So, what is it? So they're so they're not pools; they're groups. Uh huh. First of all, I don't really understand why that's different, but uh, you don't play anyone in your own group. Group A plays everyone in Group D. Yeah, and every team plays a one seed, two seed, three seed, and four seed in a group. Group well, yeah, if you're playing, well, if you're playing team. every team in a group, then obviously you're playing the four ranked teams in that group. Yeah, this still doesn't make, so group B will play group C. Yeah. And groups. Yeah. 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 So there's, so there's four groups. Okay. No, this actually, okay. I get it. So like B plays C, A plays D. Yeah. And so within the groups, the teams are ranked one, two, three, four. Yeah. So they basically went like, Team top ranked team group A, second ranked team group B, three C, four D, and then just ran it that way, essentially, right? I think I think so. So 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 uh, okay. last year it was sixteen team tri- triple knockouts. Right. This is the only way to get to uh, four four game guarantee with sixteen teams because it's usually sure. fifteen teams for these right. events, right? Yeah. Okay, I mean okay, that's so th- that could have been worse. That that could have been a worse answer. Yeah. It, so thanks to Curling Zone for explaining that. But put it, make that clear on the website. Like it's really, really, really unclear. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I would hope. Put yeah. it on the website. Yeah. Let's uh, make that website good. Uh, so it, it's been improved, as we said, it's been improved, uh, but uh, still a bit of a ways to go there. For the Grand Slam website, and yes, thanks to Curling Zone for that clarification. So with that, I thank you all for listening. And if you have not yet, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, do likes, ratings, comments, all that good stuff. Helps other people find the show. Keeps us growing. You can, of course, always visit us over at GameOfStonesPod.com. All of our past episodes are available, plus a link to the merch. Uh, with all proceeds to Food Banks Canada and the Sandra Schmerler Foundation, we, of course, match all of those. If you want to let us know what you want to hear on the show, you can follow along at Game of Stones Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Game of Stones Podcast on Facebook, and Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So curling is in full swing for both us and the professionals and baseball playoffs, football season, uh, pretend hockey, pretend basketball is going on. Uh, just a, a whirlwind of sports, Scott. How are you keeping up with it all? Well, I'm not sleeping as much as I probably should, uh, but honestly, it's it's great. The uh, they haven't announced the times for the baseball yet, have they? No, no. But uh, yes, the Blue Jays will be hosting. It's great for you know a team that roved, didn't have a home for a year and a half to yeah. get a home playoff game, and all the stories you hear about that uh, wild card game in 2016 should be a lot of fun. I did get. 
a text message from my friend saying, Hey, do we need to get flights to Toronto this weekend? <laughs> uh, but I told him the beer is better in my house than at the Rogers sure. Center. So uh, that's where I'll be watching. Yeah. And if they end up playing Seattle, maybe it'll increase their chances of not getting the one o'clock slot each day because they'll say, well, maybe the people in Seattle would want a not morning start for them to watch, even though obviously the games are going to be in Toronto. Maybe that'll help uh, in terms yep, of not getting the earliest slot. So, uh, so go Mariners for a couple of days at least. Yeah. And I'll be, uh, I'll be prepping a, a nice juicy Thanksgiving Turkey on the weekend. So that'll make perfect accompaniment uh, having the blue Jays there. Unless, unless it's over. Well, the sweet. No, I mean, I'm going to, they, they won't have to Saturday. play. They won't have to play Saturday. Oh, you're going to do stuff Saturday. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, uh, there you go. If if you are celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend, the proper time for it, uh, safe celebrations, a happy Thanksgiving to you all. If you are not, enjoy the curling. We'll be back with you again next week. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...